0: Welcome to This Day in Sports History. It's December 24th, and on this day in 1969, Kurt Flood sent a letter to Major League Baseball Commissioner Bowie Kuhn that would eventually change the face of baseball and, in fact, professional sports, but at the expense of his career. The letter started off with Flood writing, After 12 years in the Major Leagues, I do not feel that I am a piece of property to be bought and sold irrespective of my wishes. In October, Flood and his St. Louis teammate Tim McCarver had been traded to Philadelphia. Flood, who had been one of the best outfielders in the game, winning seven straight gold gloves, was a career 293 hitter, and he helped the Cardinals to two World Series titles in three appearances, but he did not appreciate the treatment that he had received from the Cardinals organization, and he didn't want to go to Philadelphia. As a veteran, he felt like he and other players should be able to have agency over their career and be able to choose where they wanted to go. Later in the letter, Flood wrote, It is my desire to play baseball in 1970. I have received a contract offer from the Philadelphia club, but I believe I have the right to consider offers from other clubs before making any decisions. Flood wanted something that at this point did not exist. Free agency. Major League Baseball owners had complete control over their players, with the Reserve Clause that allowed owners to renew contracts when they expired, in essence binding the player to a club and giving the owner the right to pay whatever he felt the player was worth, or he could be traded on impulse. Flood sued Major League Baseball and Commissioner Kuhn for his and other players' rights to be, in his words, a human being and take advantage of the fact we live in a free and democratic society. Flood's bucking the system in place made him a very unpopular player. Baseball owners declared it would destroy baseball. Sports writers bought the argument and wrote opinion columns saying Flood threatened the foundation of the game and questioned his motives. Walter Cronkite even labeled him baseball's Bolshevik. His teammates and other players in the league considered him persona non grata, and felt any support of Flood in his fight would be toxic for them. Fans issued death threats and called him a spoiled, ungrateful athlete. Flood had made $90,000 in 1969, and was offered a $100,000 salary by the Phillies, and with the median income for Americans at that time at about $8,700 a year, he didn't get much sympathy. His suit made it all the way to the Supreme Court, who reaffirmed the reserve clause, giving a victory to the owners in the short term. But the narrow 5-3 ruling forced the owners to agree to an arbitration system. Three years later, Major League pitchers Andy Messersmith and Dave McNally won an arbitration hearing that ruled that owners could no longer renew players' contracts in perpetuity, in essence opening the gate to free agency for players. The Curt Flood rule was eventually adopted, allowing a player that had played in the majors 10 years and 5 with his team to veto a trade to another club. For Flood, though, the battle ruined him. He sat out the 1970 season, forfeiting his $100,000 salary. He came back to the game in 1971 with the Washington Senators, but only played 13 games before quitting, and he never played again. The legacy of Flood's fight spilled over for baseball to basketball, with free agency becoming available to NBA players in 1976. It took the NFL until 1993 to adopt it, and the NHL did so in 1995. The battle left Flood a broken man, but because of his battle and the letter he wrote to baseball's commissioner on this day, all professional athletes owe him a huge debt of gratitude. Also on this day, in 1967, Joe Namath passed for 343 yards and became the first NFL quarterback to throw for 4,000 yards in a season. And in 1960, the Boston Celtics grabbed 112 rebounds in a 150-106 win over Detroit to set an NBA record that still stands today. That's all for today. If you have a moment, rate and subscribe and let your sports-crazy friends and family know you found a new podcast. Thanks for listening, and I'll have more tomorrow on This Day in Sports History.